Hi, sisters. Welcome back. We are going through the book of Philippians right now, and we are in Philippians 4, verse 9 is what we're really going to look at today. You know, it's right thinking that leads to right living. And as we've talked about before, our faith is a slow cooker sanctification walk. But I promise with consistency, you will have a transformed life. Enjoy this week's teaching. Hi, family. Welcome to God's Word Transforming Lives. Are you wanting to learn the Bible verse by verse, one letter at a time, with real life application? Then this podcast is for you. My name is Amy, and I have been teaching the Word of God to women for over 15 years now. I came out of some trauma from my childhood, and it left me feeling so empty. And after searching high and low with everything the world had to offer, I always came up short until I learned the Word of God for myself. And it was in that that I became transformed. So if you would like to be transformed by God's Word, then stick around and let's do this together. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus and they love one another? They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ and they love learning his word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, sisters. I'm so glad to be back here with you guys again. And we are going through Philippians. So this is like my favorite. I love to go through the word of God with you guys. I love spending this time just going through and teaching you the word. I learn so much myself as I go through these teachings, no matter how much you read the word, no matter how many times you go through something, The word is alive and active and God is always illuminating something new and something relevant to our lives every time we read it. And so I love that about the word. And so I'm so grateful that you guys have come along this journey with me. I pray that this word just uh, transforms your life, transforms uh, something going on in your life and just speaks to you the way it speaks to me. So we have been going through Philippians and we have been in chapter four. And last time we had ended in, you know, thinking on those things which are true and noble and just and pure. So really cleaning up our thought life and coming into agreement with the word of God. And so Paul is reminding us that we need to really come into agreement, really meditate on, make a decision about the truth of God's word. And that is our final authority. And so as he goes on is we're going to start in verse nine. That's where we ended last time. So we're going to start in verse nine. It says the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. So remember, he just gave us this whole list of, you know, things to keep your minds pure, keep your thought life pure. Don't, don't engage in things that aren't true. Don't come into agreement with things that aren't true in the word of God, you know, to, you know, remember that we are justified and, and who God is and to be pure and lovely. And so we went through all that and you can go back to that teaching, but now Paul is kind of saying, listen, these are the things that you learned from me. You, We saw, we didn't, but the people did. And now we get to read about it. But the people saw 
this in action in Paul. They saw that he, you know, they learned by seeing that he was an example of Christ. And when he lived among them, that he saw, they saw that he was a man of truth. They saw that he was a man that walked in purity, that he was about, he had a good report about him and that he you know, was a noble man. He was a righteous man. And so what he's saying is, listen, you learned this. Not only did I teach it to you, because we know that Paul was teaching them all the things that Christ had taught him. Also, he lived it by example. We we see a lot of people out there that can speak it well. They're they're very eloquent in their speech and they can they're they're great at like, you know, really telling you what to do, right? But can you really follow their lives as an example? Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that should really be our lives, that we should be surrounded by men and women that aren't just able to give us a bunch of head knowledge. They're not able to just eloquently speak it to us, but that they're really genuinely living it out before us. And we can we can have a pattern or an example to, to live by. Now, they're not God and they're not Jesus. So they're not perfect. We can look at their lives and see fruit and see transformation and see change and, and, and see where God's calling them higher. And then, and they're making the adjustments and making the changes. And, and we should all have that in our life. That's what community family, uh, church, if you will, that's what it's about is the older train up the younger and, and those who have been walking out the faith longer should be able to help be an example to those that are just coming into the faith and learning the, the faith of God. And, and so Paul was able to say that to live by example. And so I would just ask you today, you know, as you are hopefully a part of a body of Christ, hopefully you are part of a community and family to in, in your local community. And, you know, are you an example could somebody follow you around and, and, and be an example to Christ with your life? Could, they, could you say to other people, imitate me as I imitate Christ? Now, again, not perfection because we all fall short, but what would be the, what would we do if we, when we fall short, we repent, we confess our sin, we apologize. And then we, we go, okay, Holy Spirit, I have the victory. You live inside of me. Help me do better. What, what adjustments do I need to make to do better? So you you may not be able to follow every aspect of my life. There are still things that God is sanctifying out of me. So it's like, don't do that. But bear with me as I'm being transformed, just like you are. But you should have people in your life that, that can counsel you, that can uh, love you, that can say, I've been through this. This is the example and point you back to the word of God as living examples. And this is what he says. And if you do these things, if you live like Paul has been living, if you will live a surrendered life, a sacrificial life, you you're keeping your mind on that, which is pure and lovely. You're you're working hard to keep the body of Christ unified. Because remember, we had just dealt with two women that were going through some disunity. You're not going to be anxious for anything. You're going to be grateful in your heart. He said, listen, the peace of God it's going to be with you. God of peace will be with you. God is a holy God. And when you are walking in righteousness, you're walking in holiness, you're walking as he walked. Jesus told us that walk, you know, imitate Christ. He says, walk as he walked. If you love me, you'll obey me, right? That, that that's walking like Christ, be obedient children unto God. First Peter, then God, the God of peace is with us. 
He's walking it out with us. This sanctification, this road that we are all on, it is a hard road. Jesus told us it was. He said, listen, the narrow path is hard. That's why few are on it. Because to be a true born again believer, to be a Bible believing, Christ following born again believer is going to be a hard road. We live in Babylon and I'm not, I don't mean the symbolic Babylon or I'm not getting into all that. I'm talking about just the aspect of Babylon. When you read about Babylon in Revelations, when you read about her and you, and you read about how sold out to money and gluttony and just, she was all about herself and the selfishness and the sexual morality and all the sin that abounded. Well, we live among that. And so I call that Babylon. And so we can really relate to that. And there's nothing new under the sun. Look at Rome. When Paul wrote the letter to Rome, Rome was a hot mess express. So, you know, we're not like in new territory. We might have new technology that makes it harder and these kind of things, but sin is sin. We are living among it. And so God is with us while we are going through this journey. And we need to remember that, that if we are truly born again, walking in his ways, walking in his statutes, that the God of peace will be with us. That is so comforting to us, you guys, is that we are walking with God. He is walking with us, that no matter what life throws at you, he's with us. He is for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? And so I think that's just beautiful. But I want, so two things to take away from that. The one, you know, that God is with you. If you're walking with him, you know, that he will not leave you or forsake you. But also, are you living a life that can be an example to others? And do you have people in your life that you can look to as an example as well? Vitally important for all of that. Discipleship is a key to our walks. We are never, ever, ever meant to walk this journey alone. That is not how Christ built his church. We are a community and we are a family. And so it's very important that you are connected to a community of God and a family of God. All right. So verse 10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last, now at last, your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Um, he's talking about here that, you know, the Philippian church, this church of Macedonia, and he, if you remember in Corinthians where the church of Macedonia was really poverty stricken and under persecution, and they really struggled to be able to give to Paul's mission, to be able to help him on his missionary journeys, you know, financially and with, um, with money and also with supplies because they themselves were just so poverty stricken when they, uh, started out. And so they wanted desperately to help Paul, but they just lacked the opportunity to do that. But then as we know, cause they did end up being able to give to him not once, but twice. He says, now that I speak in regard to need for, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And I love this because Paul's saying, you couldn't give to me, but I'm grateful that you did end up giving to me, but I want you to understand I didn't have a need. I, because he's so content in Christ, he didn't have a need, but he is grateful. And we're going to go on and talk about that here in the next few verses that he is grateful that they gave, but he wants to make it really clear that he is content. And that though he appreciates the gift and the sacrifice that they made to him, it did not change his contentment. And we really, I really want to delve into contentment with you guys. I'm going to do that in the next teaching, 
so that we can really break it down because I think it's the one thing that we really struggle with, especially here in the West, is we do not know how to be content with what God has given us and who we are to be. And we are so ran by the God of our belly and our appetites that we are just never content. And this is one thing that really encouraged me is Paul says, I learned to be content. See, peace is a gift from God. Joy is a gift from God, but contentment, we have to learn it. We have to learn how to be content in all things. And so in the next episode, We are going to really break down contentment and talk about how we can be content, how we can learn to be more content and what we can do to kind of find that contentment in our lives. This teaching, I just want to pray with you and ask the Lord that he would continue to help you meditate on those things which are pure, true, noble, just, good report, virtuous, praiseworthy, that he would continue to just Uh, help you get your mind in right thinking. When, When we have right thinking, we will have right living. This is vital for our walks. We have to take control of our thought life. We have to take the thought life and make, and bring it to subjection to the word of God. We have to reconcile our thought life to the word of God. This is not the final authority the mind. The mind is full of all kinds of corruption. Things are being bombarded every day. Things are being said to us every day. Lies from the enemy are coming in every day. Um, Worries, you know, always trying to get us to worry about something. But what does the word say? And so that's what we got to get back to is the word and meditate on those things. And remember that we are to be a living example to others of what it means to look and live like Christ. And again, we're not going to do that perfectly. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ, but we do need to examine our own walks. We just went through an examination of our love walk um, for three episodes. If you haven't listened to that, go back, you know, examine. I did three episodes on what's trying to steal your joy. You know, these things, it's are going to transform your life over time. I I say this all the time. This is a crock pot faith. Okay. We're a slow cooker and we're cooking slowly and we're getting juicy and we're, you know, and it's up until the glorification until we take our last breath, we are on this journey and it's going to take a lifetime. But I promise you that if you continue to stay on this journey and to read the word, learn the word, apply the word to your life by the power of the Holy spirit you will be transformed. It's just going to be over time. It's not instantaneous. I know that's why deliverance ministries are so popular right now because we want everything right now. I want to be delivered from this thing right now. I want to have contentment right now, pure joy, pure peace. I want it, no anxiety, no depression. You know, I want to be delivered from the financial problems, the marriage problems, the the work, whatever it is, you know, I want this, I want healed right now. And so these deliverance ministries are able to come up and make all those promises to you. And they give you this amazing emotional experience for one night or one setting. And then you leave and then you feel like euphoric, but then it all comes back. Right. So God is the great deliverer. Don't get that twisted. Jesus can and will and does deliver us from all kinds of things. And I am so grateful that he has delivered me from myself. 
mainly. That's what I needed delivered from was me, my stinking thinking and my wrong thinking, my wrong living and wrong understandings and false teachings and all the things that he's delivered me from, but it didn't happen overnight. Um, but when he, I became born again, a lot of things did change. A lot of things change when you become born again, there is, you know, this initial beautiful deliverance that happens that Christ does. But I want you to understand that the bulk of your faith, the bulk of your sanctification is a journey. It is a road. You are going to uh, have ups and downs, valleys and mountains, right? The mountaintops and the valleys. We are going to go through that. And I know we don't like to hear that because we want to be set free right now, but I promise you. Keep walking on this narrow path with the Lord and in his word and with people that can help you and, and counsel you and, and disciple you, and you will get the victory and the freedom and a lot of those things that you want. Some things, maybe never, maybe like you have a physical illness and, and, and God is just not healing that. Maybe someday he will continue to have faith. I do, you know, continue to have faith, continue to receive prayer find contentment in it, that even if he never does heal you, can you still be used by him? Absolutely. And we've gone through some episodes with Amy Carmichael and Fanny Crosby and, and some of these other women that had had great things going against them, but yet they continued to serve God despite their circumstances. That's contentment. That's contentment. So Lord, I just pray for everyone that's listening to this podcast, watching this on YouTube, that you, Lord, would meet every need. You you would just meet every need, continue to sanctify us, Father, continue to mold us and make us into the glorious image of Jesus Christ, Father, that you are, we are being shaped and formed from glory to glory on the sanctification road, that you are forming us and changing us and, and to walk out holy lives, walk out righteous lives before you and before men. And I'm so grateful for that. Lord, if, my, if the people that are not listening or people that are listening don't have wonderful Titus men and women in their lives that can help disciple them and, and be an example to them like Paul was to the church here in Macedonia and Philippi. Father, bring those people into their lives. Lord, bring those people, surround us all with men and women that we can live example, live by example with them for the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father, and help us to be those examples as well. Lord, Take out whatever is in us that people can't follow because it's not a good example of you, Lord. You know, refine us, purify us, show us where we still have things that we need to work out as we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Father, I thank you that you are the God of peace that stays with us through this journey. And we're so grateful for that. And we thank you, Father, that, you know, you supply all of our needs. And so you are the great giver. And I thank you for your word that we're learning. And in, that, in Jesus name, oh, bless the people, bless their home, bless their lives, bless their, um, hear their prayers, Lord, answer with yes and amen. Father, I pray that the desires of their heart are your desires so that you can answer their desires with yes, God. And Oh, Father, just continue to be with your bride, Lord, in these, in these hard days. Father, be with us all. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys, and we will talk about contentment next time. Family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor, if you would. 
head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, don't forget guys, until next time, it is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's word, discipleship, and patience, you too will be transformed for his good work. Grace and peace, I leave with you until next time.